Well, welcome back to another episode of The Miles Driven with me, Miles. And head of sport, Sam. Head of sport? Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, for you, I don't think that's you've good... ever said you were head of sport. And that's that's quite shocking because it's yeah. you. I would have thought I that. That should have been the first one you ever did. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's been a few weeks that we've been off. And mainly that's Sam's fault, but also partially mine. Well, I think last week was my fault because uh, I threw my back out at work and couldn't do you sit to, do you want, for long you, enough. Would you like to tell the audience the excuse that you gave? when because Sam? I haven't was supposed, actually told you the whole story. No, you haven't. And you can right. tell us in a second. But Sam was supposed to meet me at a pub with another one of our friends. Oh, it was, wasn't and I? we got a message, right? <laughs> I've thrown my back out, lads. Really sorry. I just cannot move. And we said, And I think I just said, how and sam in his infinite wisdom thought of the most manliest thing he could possibly lie about that's true said, i know and he's still claiming it's true he'll tell you all I'm i sure can show you it. i'll take a picture on, what, what was the reason sam that you couldn't make last right. week so we're doing some garden renovation uh long story short that involved making like a large bank with excess soil in our garden so it's coming up to the time where i want to seed it and we're going to basically turn it into half the lawn so i needed to rake off like all of the big bigger rocks and obviously some stones that have come up where i've been digging so i've raked it all off and i've got this pile of stones and like a couple of rocks and i'm like right well i need to get rid of this now, i can't put it in the bins because then you're not allowed to put rocks and soil in garden waste or general yeah, waste. no and also now we have to pay to have our garden waste and we have to pay 40 quid a year to have our garden bin collected by the council really? so i'm not doing that obviously okay <laughs> they still collect the regular but yeah. you can't put the rocks in the regular bin. No, no, it's, it's genuinely on the list of things you're not allowed to put right. in there. Okay, okay. Um, so I was like, right, well, I need to get rid of it. And I thought, well, I'll put it in some sort of container and I'll take it to work, chuck it in the skip. I don't have any containers. What I do have is the pressure washer box from the Karcher pressure washer that my mum bought and stored at my house. So it's now built and in my garage. Well, I say, but it's now been lost, <laughs> so Sam. So I, I could put them in that. So I thought, good idea. So I do that, put them in the box, shovel them all in. I'm like, ah, but it is going to rain tomorrow. So what I can't do now is leave this outside because the cardboard box will turn into mulch. And then I've now got a pile of rocks and cardboard yeah. in the middle of my garden. Yeah. So I'll put it in the garage. Okay. Good idea. Yeah. Now it turns out a cartridge pressure washer box full of rocks and mud is actually quite heavy. Is it? But I did lift it into the garage. Job done. Yeah. Sorted. Yeah. Go in. As always, when you've been digging out in the garden and doing a lot of stuff, if anyone knows if you've been doing a lot of digging, like your back will obviously hurt at the end of the day or, or ache right. at least. You just leaned over. Yeah. The whole thing, yeah. So I was like, well, that's normal. So I just went in and laid down, whinged as always to my wife about it. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so manly. Oh, God, <laughs> it's so difficult being this massive. Yeah. <laughs> but then woke up the next day, went to work and I was like, oh, it still hurts. Now, usually by the next day, I'll be fine. It's the same as if you go to the gym, like your muscles might hurt when you get home and then the next day. Yeah, you'll you, be fine. You sleep and you ease up overnight. Yeah. And then it got to like lunchtime and I got up. I was like, oh, wow, this is really difficult to sit down. <laughs> so I think what I've done is trapped a nerve or pulled a muscle or something. But then I text you and you were like, what did you do? I did, I mo did it moving a box. And then you replied <laughs> and said, what was in the box? And I was like, well, rocks, but that's beside the box. <laughs> yes. It was because like, I knew how stupid it was. I know because when you said I've lifted a box and thrown my back out, I was like, no, that's a lie because I couldn't think of anything where you would just lean over, pick up a box, and throw your back yeah. out. So, so I then sent a message back in this group chat. I was like, so you're saying, you're claiming that you've lifted a box of rocks and thrown your back out. That's the most manliest lie I could think you could come up with. But it's just my reply was like, I know this is dumb, but it's besides the point. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, because of that. And I think um, 
a couple of weeks before that, I'd lost my voice entirely. Yeah, and I can verify he had because we went to a few, uh, our friend's funeral, um, friend's mum's funeral, not our friend's funeral. Mm. Um, and you turned up, and genuinely, it was like, oh, "What are you doing?" Yeah. It's like I was like like talking to Phil Mitchell from EastEnders. Yes. Yeah, wouldn't have missed a funeral for the world, but uh, at the same time, I I just couldn't really say anything to anyone, <laughs> yeah. which was like, oh, what are you doing? Everybody was well happy. Yes, they were. Never met anyone so. Everybody, well, they weren't. It was well, I mean, they weren't, they, but they it was such a jubilant part of everyone's day. <laughs> yes. Um, and so, but we're back. We are now back on back. the airwaves. Return of the Mac. I think what we'll do is we'll get to our because well, this will be our ninety seventh episode. Sam. You're what a liar! You told me it was the ninety eighth. Oh, yeah, I did say, well, because I thought we'd done our 97th, but we hadn't. Uh, that's because I thought last week you were going to release like a sort of very small snippet. I, w- I was going to do a, a, a short episode, but in the end I decided... Um... You were too swamped with work, I assume, weren't you? Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so in the end, so this will be our 97th. I think we'll do our three more, get us to 100. Yeah. Which will then take us to the end of our first season. So we'll do a season of 100 episodes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be a record for the longest season. Yes. <laughs> and then we'll give Sam uh, some time off because I think by that point we'll be easing up towards when you when your wife is near expecting. Yeah. So we can then we can then do our show as we would, but rather than as most people know, we have to pre-record quite a few episodes. Yeah, yeah. So if we then leave a gap and we can pre-record some episodes and then we have something for like starting season two when you may be even right busier. okay i'm with you yeah um, i was gonna say because we're a few weeks off yeah but yeah but if we, we can spend way, some time doing some recording yeah yeah we do it that way because otherwise i've got to think of something to do for the hundredth episode i know this is the challenge because i think for the 50th we had we we put it on i think it was the first one we put on youtube of us okay podcasting. we must have done a quiz or something i think That's we did do us. something like a quiz but um in fact i think it was like the movies quiz Oh, Movies okay, TV yeah. TV cast quiz. This seems like it's leading towards me having to do something. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we'll, we'll, we'll televise, well, not televise, we'll put it on YouTube when we do our 100. Televise? We might even well, televise you it. have been working hard <laughs> yes. over the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, the 100th will go on that. And then, as you know, if you listen to the show regularly, yeah, there'll be a gap um, between that and then we'll start up a second season, but we'll leave a, a space there so that, um, you know, Sam's got time. I could bring the baby with me. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say it. That'd be, be really good for yeah. everyone. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. We got through five minutes of this episode. Yeah, and Sam <laughs> yeah exactly. Either that or I'll just be here and my, you'll just hear constant buzzing of yes. my phone with yeah. my wife going, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, for the rest of it, I think um, for things like the website and YouTube, there should we should be able to keep going as normal for that. So if you listen to the podcast and you watch the videos and stuff, then there'll be other parts of it that will keep going on. It'll just be the podcast. We'll spend a, a few a bit of time. Um, well, especially off. with it coming up to summer, you can come round to mine and we can do some videos and recording. Yeah, like definitely. at mine in the garage and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that's obviously that's more accessible for me because I can be like, I'm just outside if you need me. Well, I have said, as opposed to I'm 40 minutes away. I have said to a friend of ours who, uh, not to give anything away of the buyer's guide, but they've probably already come out by the time this uh, podcast comes out. But having spoke to him the other week about a particular car he owns. Yeah, um, we will likely, uh, when the weather gets even warmer than it yeah, sort yeah. of is now, uh, we'll probably go and do a video on his vehicle in, in comparison to mine and things like that. And I still need to change the engine on my mower. <clears throat> you do, yeah, mm-hmm. actually, yeah, that was uh, that was gonna be like a winter project. Yeah, 
but yeah. nobody wants to be in my garage in the winter. Having uh, experienced yeah. a winter in my yeah. garage, we don't want to be in there. Yeah, your uh, your garage feels in the winter. It feels like if there was a blast furnace in there, it would still be chilly. Yes, like for somehow there would still be an Arctic breeze coming from somewhere. I'm surprised Hollywood haven't turned up and said we need to use it in the yeah. summer for like our desert recording. Yes, yeah. and in the winter for our sort of like space recording. Yes, not even Arctic, like space. Yeah, we need people to look like they are on the edge. Yeah, <laughs> I need. We need. We're doing a film about someone living on Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> And one about someone living maybe on they, Mercury. <laughs> maybe they just don't know your garage is around. They're probably spending billions on making yeah. sets. And it's like, you guys realise you could just nip around to Sam's garage. You'll rent it for you for a tenner. Yeah. Or maybe a bit more than that. But, you know. Well, it depends how hard it, how when the baby yeah. arrives. Yeah. Well, it depends how big your studio is. You <laughs> Nappies know, are quite expensive. <laughs> Warner Brothers turn up. <laughs> uh, Sam, do you want to... Now that we've sort of done our intro, I'm very aware that some people might be desperate for some car information. So yeah. do you want to... Take us away with some car chats. I think you're going to enjoy talking about this because okay. it's a could be a controversial subject. I'm going to get a bit of car news up in the meantime. Okay. Just so we've got something I'll set the to, scene while you're on. working yeah. away in the background then. So, I haven't told you anything about this. Not even... I told you I had some news, but I haven't told you even outside of podcast chat about... You have not. Anything to do Nothing. with my car lately. So, no. it's to do with my car, which yeah. you didn't know. So, I had my MOT. Two Ooh, weeks ago now, okay. two two or three weeks ago now, yeah. Hang on, when you when you bought it, did it come with a twelve months? No, no, it didn't. No, okay. it had what like it? six months left on it. I think. Well, I was thinking because you haven't had it for no, it'd be years. eighteen months. Yeah, yeah, I had it, bought it in. Anyway, yeah, I can't remember. The end of the summer or autumn time, I remember. Yeah, it was before we moved. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, I think it's coming up to it'll be three years. I think potentially. Okay, but yeah, either way. Um, so last time, last year, I got it done at the QuickFit garage across the road from work. And it went in, passed. It had an advisory of corroded coil springs. And that was it. Yeah, so I, I, mean, like, I think it's probably surfaced. Yeah. I think yeah. they had a quick look at them afterwards. And it yeah, was like, they weren't in any horrendous shape. So. Well, they weren't about to no. snap. So. And they weren't snapped. No. So, <laughs> so I thought, I'll take it there. It's easy for me. I can book it in. I can drive to work. I can take it over, drop it off, leave it there, pick it up either lunchtime or at the end of the day. So this is the same. So basically, it's just yeah. going to the same place it has done yeah. the year before. Okay. So I dropped it off at, I think it was booked in for half eight. So I turned up, annoyingly, so I'm going to go a bit of customer service first. I turned up at probably 10 past eight to drop it off, thinking I'll get there, drop it off, then they can have the keys for when they open. If it's booked in at half eight, I assume they want the keys for half eight to start the MOT. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point of having a time slot? Yeah. So went to open the front door to give them the keys. Doors locked. Load of people sat in the thing. I thought oh, that's fair. They're, you know, getting ready for work, but they'll they'll open the door, take my keys. So I sort of gestured. Just I've got my keys pointed towards my car, and the bloke literally just looked at his watch, tapped his thing, and just mouthed eight thirty. I was like, okay, that's fine. That's not bother. I'll wait. Bit rude, but whatever. Okay. What um, time were you there? Knowing you, it was five a.m. Ten past eight. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I thought that's reasonable. And there was other people waiting outside, like to okay. drop off their cars. Uh, anyway, I dropped it off, went back to work. Uh, at about five to nine, the phone rang. And I was like, Your oh. mobile? Yeah. Right. I was like, well, that was quick. But yeah, if it's passed... Yeah, because I mean, the MOT, I think, is usually 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe they've just... They usually give it like... Done it really quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're just like, this vehicle's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the conversation started with, hello, Mr. Goodchip. Yeah, yeah, that's me speaking. It's about your MOT. 
And I was like, yeah. okay, well, this isn't good then. Because <laughs> normally it'd be, we've done your MOT, it's par. Yeah. And also, it was booked in for 8.30, and they're calling you... 20, 25 minutes after. So, I mean, that's lightning fast MOT. Yeah, so I already... Kn- my heart sank when the phone rang. Usually like, that's like, it's failed on the ramp. Yeah. Or fallen off it. <laughs> yeah. Your car's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> How do you turn it on? Yeah. He said, um, unfortunately, we've had to abort your MOT. Abort the MOT? Yeah. Ooh. That's... The only times I've, so I've as, as I've mentioned a few times on uh-huh. this podcast. Just a couple. Yeah. I, I've, <laughs> I've sold cars for years. Then I worked in um, parts and servicing after yeah. that, like with a bit of a gap in between. But I've seen many, many cars come in for MOT. Mm-hmm. And the only time, genuinely, I've ever seen a car aborted for an MOT, the exhaust was in the boot. And I'm not joking. <laughs> the, it, was, it was another garage and they brought it into us and they said, we just, it's a part exchange. We want to see how bad it is. Yeah. It had like two months left on its ticket. This MOT. <laughs> so like, we're just going to chuck it in and, and see what you say. And the MOT test was like, I've got to abort the test. I can't do the emissions testing off, I can't... off of the manifold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, it will fail, but it's just that I'm not going to stand next to a manifold. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, apart from that, I'm trying to think if I've ever heard one. It's, well, I was it's now like, trying to work out why. Yeah, because it's usually <laughs> if there's like a clear safety issue, like oh, or 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 it's ran out of fuel. No, no. Okay, so that's. I mean, the it was only low on time. fuel to be fair, but I think that's... it had a quarter of a tank. No, no. The only other time I've ever seen it is um, a vehicle. I think it ran out of fuel doing the emissions test or something. Someone oh, okay. had brought it in. <laughs> no, I mean it's a clever way of trying to get around. Yes, it. exactly. <laughs> what the emissions is zero. <laughs> Um, okay. So I said, oh, really? What's wrong? Because I'd never heard this before. Okay. Like I thought, yep. well, I, when it rang, I was like, it, I've, I'm expecting it's going to fail then because you've called me. If, if you've called he so said, it's aborted. And he right. said, oh, yeah, unfortunately, we haven't been able to start the MOT. That's not so it's not been aborted. MOT, they <laughs> just haven't started it. <laughs> That's a like, failure okay. to begin. He said, we've, I mean, do you, want to, do you want me to just go with the story? Do you want to try and guess they what? Haven't... They ha- so they haven't started it, and they're so, oh, so I'll give you one more clue. He said, so "We do some preliminary checks before we start the MOT, and we've found." And I'll pause it there. The only things I've ever seen an MOT test because I mean, MOT testers they they don't they get um they're usually like con- not contracted but they just do MOTs. A lot yeah, of the garages have one guy, it, so. yeah, or they might have two, um, you know, whoever they have, and they'll just be doing MOTs. Mm-hmm. And so they just have their hour slots booked up. And so yeah. even if there's like, it's going to fail on this, they'll still do a full MOT because that way they can say, oh, it, it just failed on white. Like, for example, if they test the wipers first and they're clearly going to fail, then they will just do the rest of the MOT and be like, oh, the only thing that's going to fail on is wipers. They wouldn't stop there. Yeah. Because, of course, they could be <laughs> say to the customer, oh, you need new wipers. We'll and, do that for you. Oh, also, it's failed on yeah, the brakes. Also, <laughs> there's no engine in this car. Um <laughs> They wouldn't. Okay, uh, I'm going to have two guesses, and okay. if I'm wrong on both, then you just carry on. Yeah, yeah. Were was it that the lenses on the headlights were nope. so poor? Okay, because you know they they can yeah, get yeah. yellow to the point where you yeah. can't see. I'll say test before I even. Um, the the wheel bolts nope. were missing. Okay, right. So he said we've had to we've had to abort your MOT. Um. He said, uh, what we do here is we do preliminary, easy for me to say, mm-hmm. checks before we start an MOT. Um, and unfortunately, yours has failed the preliminary checks, so we can't, we can't continue on uh, safety grounds for ourselves. And I was like, okay, so what's wrong? I'm just, just tell me what's wrong with the car. 
He's like, we found signs of head gasket failure in your car. What do you mean? Hold on. Hold on. So their preliminary checks include an under under bonnet inspection of the engine. (laughs) Yeah. This is bizarre. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen... As I say, I've seen um, the MOT system will drive it onto the ramp and he sprays the windscreen quickly, Mm -hmm. turns the lights on, so they can do just... it's a bit of time saving from them. If they do MOTs all day long, yeah, they do a few things quickly off the bat because they're like, well, do the wipers work? Does it spray fluid? Because you, you yeah. fail on if it doesn't spray fluid. Yeah, and all the lights working because yeah. obviously... But the head gasket failing, yeah. what was it doing? Well, was, exactly. Was it off? So I thought that was a bit weird. That is a bit and they said, well, yeah, so what we've done is around, um, we've noticed signs of, uh, of water in your oil. Um, so we can't continue because if obviously as part of the test, like it proper dumbed it down like I was an idiot, which is you know some people might not understand. So, so I understand they've, they've dipstick the car. Yeah. Done... But he said so. We okay. obviously as part of the emissions test, we have to rev the car, um, and it could cause more damage. To, it could cause damage to your engine, and then we'd be liable for it. So and do you want to just come pick the car up? Right. <laughs> okay. So obviously, I've never, I've, I genuinely. It was, it was as Sam knows, yeah. many years I was in the most trade for selling cars. Then I went back into it and I've done a variety of different things in it, including working at a garage. I've heard of a memo, MOT tester genuinely saying I won't do that for my own safety because it's something like a very old 4x4 and the second he's put it on the ramp and lifted it, the chassis cracked. Yeah. But I mean, that I don't was want once. to stand underneath this. <laughs> yeah, that was once, and I mean, that was an exceptional circumstance. It was like a farmer's old defender. Mm. I didn't know they did text. I didn't know they basically did a service check before they. I've never heard <laughs> of that. I've I've heard of them, as I say, checking the fluid works on yeah. the washers and just saving themselves a bit. Of time. I can only assume that maybe they've had an incident like this in the past, and then they're doing it just to cover their own back. But it seems like a lot of work that that it would add up to a lot of time for one person to be. Checking, doing basically checking all the oil and stuff on a car. Yeah, I mean checking the oil and 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 knowing that you have water in the oil. So you mean that means they're checking under the um, the oil filler cap. cap as well. So an interesting backstory to it is okay. that morning. Now we know that when I bought the car, we had to do. They had to replace the the front rocker cover. I think front oh, rocker cover it gasket had been wasn't it done was done. Right. Yeah. Okay. And they said that didn't they? And then I got I, I got some work done as well. I remember when you bought the car. And I think we looked under it and there was a little bit of oil residue. Yeah, it was like a misting of oil. And that's when he said, yeah, Yeah. we knew that and we had this work done. Yeah, and that's that's... why there's a bit of residue. And he has a receipt for the work and everything else. But since then, we thought we'd sort of summarised that there was a problem maybe with the oil sensor, hadn't we? Because the oil light comes on after driving for 20, 30 minutes, which you knew because I've told you about it. And we said, well, we've checked, checked the oil. The oil probably had too much oil in it. If anything, yeah. So the oil low light would be coming on. When did you ask have a service on it, or like change the oil? Um... Well, last week. But <laughs> <laughs> that's the you're, you're going right, into okay, the, the sorry, rest of the story. Um, so I was like, so I said, okay, no worries, I'll come pick the car up. So at that point, I'm like, you're going to sort of a semi panic mode in your head because yeah, I'm you're like, well, thinking, I've got a baby on the way. Is this even? I worth just need this car. To... Yeah. <laughs> it didn't cost me much. I know that. A head gasket is a reasonably sized job. So I go to him, I get to the garage, um, go in there, hi, oh, about the Astro, yeah, no worries. He just gives me the keys. I'm like, okay, so how much are we talking for? Oh, well, um, that's something our master tech would, would look into. I was like, okay, so head gasket. can we 
asked the master tech how much it oh well he's he's not on site we have to call in our master tech to come and look at this so he, they don't employ him no so he's not a master tech of theirs then. no so i was like okay so he's like retired gary comes in <laughs> yeah so i said okay so what about my money for the mot yeah oh yeah. you want a refund well, you haven't performed it. I was like, well, you haven't started the MOT, so the 45 quid I've given you, yes, I'd probably lucky uh, back yeah. if that's all right. Because <laughs> I'm going to have to go and either get my car fixed. shocking, this. Considered so... they've, they've done a couple of jobs for me at this, so far on yeah. this car over the last 18 months, and they've been good. So I was but... like, oh, I finally found a half-decent garage that I know yeah. I can trust to not but sort of rip you off. changed? No. Like, no? Okay. Same okay. people that I recognised. Yeah. I was like, so you can't give... Oh, no, we don't do that. We wouldn't know... Like about that, and I just felt like saying to him, "So you're not mechanics, then?" Or uh, it seems a lot of do you, basically what do you do? just change tires, or yeah. So anyway, I I took that, um, and this is going to sound really childish, but I rang my mum because I didn't I didn't want to call, I didn't want to worry my wife. She's listening I know right she'd now, worry. thinking, "Yep, I remember this phone call. <laughs> he was in tears, panicked, and crying." <laughs> but she she Mommy, said, "Help me." <laughs> She said that uh, he's got one, one of our... mate that has a lot of mechanical knowledge, and then he's got his. Well, I wasn't going to ring you because I didn't want a twenty-minute conversation of you doomsaying my car. I think it would have been twenty minutes of laughing on the floor, yeah, and then... which I didn't need at that point. No, I bet you didn't. <laughs> okay. Um, and she was like, "Well, one of our family friends has got a mechanic that my mum had met and that they use, so give him a call." I was like, "Okay, no worries." So I I got his number, called him. He said. Uh, it was just for the Easter weekend. So he said, can you bring it in on Tuesday when I get back? I'll have a look at it. Sounds to me like this seems like a bit of an overreaction. Um, I know that bizarre, I've had many Astras over the years that have got slight signs of um, condensation in the cap. It's did usually look, nothing. Sorry, just quickly. Did they say they had looked in the coolant reservoir? No. Right. Oh, sorry. I, I was telling a backstory bit, wasn't I? That yeah. morning, yeah. due to the oil light, I'd yeah. gone to put some more oil in it just so the oil light didn't come on in the MOT because we know that if a light comes on nowadays, that's a fail. So there's 45 litres of oil in this Oh, no, I didn't put that much in. <laughs> I just put enough in. I put like been topping up at like half two a litres a week. <laughs> no, so I'm not our other friend. <laughs> no, yeah. Okay. So you. But so when you I took got, the dipstick out that yeah. day, I'd noticed it was a bit sludgy. Like okay. it was sort of a bit gritty yeah, on was. the dipstick. So I was like, well, I know that's not good. But mm. I checked the cap. There was no mayonnaise sort of residue on the no, cap. No. So I was like, oh, phew, at least the head gasket's not gone. Yeah. I said to myself in the morning, <laughs> oh, <laughs> two hours later, I've got a bloke on the phone <laughs> telling me, your head gasket's going, mate. So anyway, fast forward to Tuesday. I took it into this chat. Just quickly, just in case any of our listeners don't quite understand this, you've got an engine, which I'm sure people will Oh, yeah, know. okay. And at the very top of the engine, what you normally see when you lift the bonnet will be the top of the engine, which is referred to as the head. Yeah. And there is, and that has to attach onto the block mm -hmm. of the engine so they just get married together and they're bolted on and there's a gasket between them and what happens is if the gasket fails it allows coolant to escape from the areas like there's either funnels or jackets or sleeves where the coolant runs through the engine to keep the hottest part of it yeah. where the combustion is happening mm -hmm. cooled if that gasket fails it allows some of that coolant to get into that into the chamber where it's burning fuel and it allows it to get into the head itself. So you then get oil or water in your oil, yeah. oil in the water. And there's two ways that you spot it. Like Sam said, he checked one of them, which is underneath the, the fuel filler cap. Where you'd usually get like a sort of thick milkshaky texture. Exactly that, yeah. yeah. Another way is to look in the coolant reservoir itself. And is there any oil escaping in? Because if it's, if it's failed, you'll have an allowance going both ways. Yeah. Um, 
So sorry, just to yeah. So I'd seen that. Obviously, I as I, whenever I open the bonnet, you always look at the coolant because it's the first thing. It's easy yeah. to check. So you've got a clear thing. You need to make sure it's got the from in my car's instance orange liquid in it. Yeah, yeah. It's just an easy different thing to check, isn't different it? Colors, so I yeah, knew yeah. that it was still orange, yeah. and there was nothing in it to my mind anyway. So I took it to this chap on the Tuesday. I dropped it off um, at half eight in the morning, I think. At nine fifteen, he called me. So I literally, I just got to work. So it's, it's Samsung, and this is a repeat of my MOT yeah. all over oh, well, again. Oh, this is 40, screwed. <laughs> 45 minutes later, uh, the car is on fire yeah. <laughs> So he said, hiya, it's, it's Ash from the garage. I said, hiya, how you doing? What's the, what's the diagnosis? He said, yep, um, I don't know what the other guys are on about. They're being hypochondriacs. He said, there's a slight bit of condensation, but he said, I've, I mean, I didn't know this, you might know. He said, historically, I've always found with Astra's, you can get a bit of condensation in the top of the oil. I was like, okay, well. You're the mechanic, so yeah. I, you know, I've got no reason not to trust the you. Design of the engine, won't it? Um, yeah. I've MOT'd it. It's passed. All it needed was a bulb, so I've replaced the bulb. Um, and you've got an advisory on your front brake discs. He said, but okay. the brake pads are as good as new. Yeah. Okay. But there's a slight bit of surface rusting on the discs. He said okay. it might just be because it's been winter. Um, maybe it's been stood for a little bit. I was like, okay, cool, great. Um, he said, what I can do for you is I can just do a, I can do an oil service for you if you want. Um, and that would flush it out because I said about the sludge on the bottom he said when was it last serviced I said well I'll hold my hands up I haven't serviced it I was going to service it just after I had the MOT it's done it's a classic but... Sam move by the way yeah <laughs> buy a car forget to service it <laughs> then, it's then, only been 18 months then appear, and it was serviced just before I bought it so. then appear on a car podcast <laughs> going I don't know how to maintain my car <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I was like yeah okay cool so I think in total it cost 140 150 quid we've got an oil service yeah. and the mot done yeah, it needed good. a bulb which was just wasn't the bulb had failed because i said to him which bulb was it because as far as i'm concerned they were all working he said yeah yeah they were oh, it it's the typical astra thing and quite popular with a lot of cars yeah. the orange paint comes off yeah. the indicator bulb of, yeah okay. so yeah i just thought it'd be i just thought it was really interesting that i've got one garage telling me my car is imminently just going to die and yeah. they will not get anybody to tell me how much that will cost yeah, because when you're making up that a job needs doing, it's difficult to tell people how much it'll cost. Oh, that's really poor. And then, but the really good thing about that's come out of this is I now have a garage that I know I can trust. Yeah, okay. That's the, and the topic that's... I wanted to sort of get around to in the end was the conversation that a lot of people have where people are intimidated about going to garages because will you get told that you need to do a job that you don't need to do? Mm, yeah. Now, normally you'd find that with maybe a backstreet garage. You wouldn't necessarily. Now, I think this is where the conversation will have will come from. Yeah, I wouldn't have normally expected it to be a company like QuickFit. This is unfortunately. I, think, I know, and just quickly, sorry, before you carry yeah. on. I know that all QuickFits are franchises. Yeah. So QuickFit yeah. as a brand, we're not talking about here, or I'm not talking about. This is just my opinion. It's not the views of the podcast. QuickFit's a franchise. So this is just that particular brand Sam Twitter is my legal friend you can tell there yeah. <laughs> my opinions not the podcast opinions <laughs> just, well, I don't want to ruin your whole life make mate. sure legal is uh, <laughs> is covered yes but I just thought it was interesting it is I mean I think this is just to add on to your last bit there because you hear a lot of people who will for the big chains I think there's National Quick Fit Halfords and there's one other sort yeah. of big yeah, yeah. chain that are franchised out and you'll hear a lot of people if you ever go onto an online forum and sort of say, oh, I've got so-and-so, and I took it there, and you'll have yeah, 10 people blast you. Oh, you mm. went there, oh, they're all jokers, blah, blah, blah. 
and this is the problem is that it's not that it's that they've all got the same name but because like sam's just said they're franchised out you can have a great one and a bad one and they could be one mile away for me it really enforces the idea of a second opinion yeah if you don't know and i think a lot of people when it comes to the technicalities of how cars work and what makes them continue to work yeah most people won't know too much um pass you know i mean everyone can tell if their tires are bald because you can run your hand across it and like i did once on sam's van <laughs> and cut your finger and cut the finger because when the, <laughs> when the garage said look your mate's van is down to the cords and i went really put my hand across it cut my hand on the cords i said let's do the tires for him because <laughs> <laughs> i'm not driving that home for but him. the thing is though the tread on the outside was fine on that, oh, wasn't it? the camber the was ridiculously off on those but, wheels. yeah it was <laughs> sam had racing camber set on his <laughs> yeah. volkswagen caddy and then asked me to go and collect it from the mot garage so i looked at them and they said yeah, look, I know it's a van, but it's really bad on the tyres. <laughs> and I looked at the outside of the tyres. I thought, what are you talking oh, about? A bunch of jokers. <laughs> yeah, put my hand on it, was bleeding. And then, do you know what? We sh- that, I agree with yeah. you. <laughs> Joe, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to tell him first. Let's just do the tyres. <laughs> and Sam's like, whoa, what have you done that for? <laughs> I am bleeding, mate. <laughs> That's how bad your tyres are. Oh, okay, maybe. <laughs> All right, on this one occasion. <laughs> but no, it does, it does enforce the idea of, if you do get something where things don't add up to get a second opinion, because if yeah. they had been, look, um, this is the situation. We've we've spoke to our guy here. Yeah, He thinks it's going to be this much. We'll leave you with the decision because we understand value of the car versus cost of the job. But to to me, that sounds like they they basically just want tyres and brakes work. Yeah. I it's found that really odd. With, and I'm not going to single out QuickFit. I've seen this with quite a few... Um, of the franchise garages and what they do is they have like lease contracts yeah so what they get really used to is people running in with two-year-old cars one-year-old cars that need martin's broken his computer oh so i'll add a quick story while you try and fix that because it's has the recording stopped <laughs> has your computer just died i really hope that this is all, oh, it's all good. It we're is, back, it we're back all in business <laughs> that's a nice little bit of the podcast um, just an, and a quick one is oh the recording seems oh it's, is it moving? No one knows. Oh, what has happened? This is really interesting for the listeners. Apologies <laughs> to everyone listening there. If there was any cutting out, it looks to me like that's continued recording as normal. It just decided the whole thing was going to fail for a second there. Carry well, on, cool. um, Just to, I know you're in the middle of a point, but I just want to say my oil light since having the oil change. Oh yeah, hasn't come on once. Well, that's shocking. <laughs> no, but it came on since we bought it. This is this. So yeah. I'm just wondering whether it had been serviced. We had a receipt saying it'd been serviced. I mean, since the service is strict. I think we had a look at the engine. Um, Everything a, seemed. A for, I mean, we did later. our due diligence when yeah, we bought it. But as I say, it did have some oil residue. But then when we looked at it a few months later for something different, yeah, there wasn't no fresh oil. Well, that was the old uh, the the catastrophic break. Oh, that was the break. <laughs> the break day. Oh, well, goodness, sorry, the break me. week. Yeah. <laughs> um, Which we've done, we've done a podcast on that. Yeah, so. we have. <laughs> so I think this is where some of these. And as I say, I'm not picking on any particular one because, as I said just a moment ago, you can have one franchise that are really, really good and another run by different different people. Yeah. But they both have the same name. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why online you get a lot of people knock them because they were like, well, the one near me is rubbish, so the one near you must be rubbish. It's a bit like saying, you know, Gary's Garage and Tony's Garage, they're both rubbish because they're both garages. It's like, yeah. well, they're run by different people. Well, or saying the McDonald's next to me is terrible i've got yeah, food poisoning so all mcdonald's are terrible because, because they're their franchises out. as well yeah exactly that <laughs> like they have a brand standard 
Yeah, which but, Quick Fit would do, but and if, all the rest of the garages. If the people there aren't, yeah. Um, so I think some of them do get used to the idea of, you know, they just want the lease work. People come in, they need tires, they need brakes. And yeah, they're, they're easier stuff to do. Easier yeah. jobs, yeah. cleaner jobs, and cheaper jobs that have good profit margins in them. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying they're all like that at all. I'm just saying that from what you've said there, I mean, to not have a mechanic at a garage that can at least give you a rough ballpark figure of saying this is a costly job. Yeah, well, it doesn't need to be a master tech, does it? It's not like I'm saying no, I, I need I need I need a bug finding in the system somewhere. I think gaskets should be fairly. I, I mean, once you're a qualified, the, the apprentice isn't isn't going to do it. No, but but any... we we were talking about this a few months ago because yeah. we grew up thinking if anything to do with the word head gasket mm. was your cars are right off, you need a new engine. Yeah. Because that's what we that were talking because about. Because of the Rover era that we yeah. grew up in, where every Rover had to have a head gasket, and it was because of that became at the time an expensive job. And yeah. then and then head gaskets just became so cheap to but make. But it's not and actually as catastrophic as not at I all. mean, if it completely fails. Yeah, the, that's the the trouble is if you have head gasket failure, and like I was explaining earlier, with you know you have coolant going into the oil, oil going into yeah. coolant, you can have it um, leak all the way into the cylinders, and that's where some people say, oh, it's really odd. And we, I'm referring directly to a friend of ours when I say this. It's really <laughs> odd. My car uses oil on a continual basis, but I don't have any leaks. Hmm, probably is burning the oil then, yeah. isn't it? And that means the oil's got to get in there somehow. <laughs> and it, there, there's a lot of gaskets and things that are meant to stop it doing that. Um, but yeah, forget it. Car's still that. running though. Yeah. Not mine. So I'm just doing Sam's. Yeah. Uh, but so. People who left that for a long period of time then would blow the engine. Yeah, and at that and point, that's when it becomes this sort of, oh, well, your car's written off now, etc. Et but I think gasket, as far as I've... I'm, I'm just thinking of all the mechanics I've ever met in my life and all of them, all the competent ones, which, I mean, to be fair, I'd pretty much class as almost all of them, could do a head gasket. Yeah. The only, the only one I think would actually struggle, there was an apprentice that I used to work with, and because he was an apprentice and he just started, he was doing the servicing jobs. Um, he hadn't been trained on tyres yet. And I think he was just doing brakes while I worked there. Like you know, they did it. They gave him, were giving him a month of yeah, all the easy stuff to make sure he knew he really knew <laughs> how to do those simple <laughs> bread and butter jobs. Because uh, another good friend of ours lost his mechanics job. Fortunately, it all worked out for him fantastic in the end because he went into the military and everything else. Yeah, but he lost his job because he left brake bolt not attached to a caliper so we drove up the road and the caliper <laughs> fell out <laughs> at a main dealer so i think you do have to remember that there's humans behind the name i wish i'd known that story earlier oh yeah we can well <laughs> we can take the mick out of him next time we see him but no i find yeah i mean let's say it, i think the big thing for me is if you ever feel like yeah i think that's the, the conversation to have there is always get a second opinion if yeah. you're not sure yeah if you're asking questions and you're not getting answers that you're satisfied with then go along to someone else um and see what they say i think there's a bit of a stigma around garages where you go there and you think well i'm going to get ripped off and it's all big burly men and they'll treat me like i'm stupid whether i'm a man woman child alien dog baby cat yeah but you you're taking Singing your his wife at the very end. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking your product that you own in there. You're yeah. asking them to either do something, fix something, or service something, or do an MOT check that it's road legal. Yeah. If they come back to you and say this is screwed, this is broken, you need this doing, you need 
eight new tires you need some new calipers putting in your boot and you need a new windscreen putting on your the top of your gasket yeah don't be afraid to say all right thank you i'll take the car away you don't have to say you're going to go get a second opinion yeah but yeah. you can say you're going to go get a second opinion but go and get one definitely take it somewhere else particularly if as i say if it if it strays off into areas because some people may be confident doing brakes on their car they may be confident um you know doing all the maintenance checks or changing bulbs yeah doesn't mean they're confident doing a full engine out yeah. know, rebuild. <laughs> so the second it strays off into somewhere where you think oh this is this is outside of my wheelhouse yeah i'd, I'd say if there's anything there to be learned it's that because i i've noticed i have had this once before and I have to, I, I don't want to knock QuickFit throughout this podcast, but it was the quick, a QuickFit garage. Yeah. And it was one I had never, ever once had a problem with. And a female friend of ours uh, had a company van mm-hmm. and she took it there and they fobbed her off with a load of nonsense, which she came back to me with because um, she was, you know, I lived close to it. She yeah. was like, they've said this, this and this, and now the lights don't work. Interesting. Uh, well, what she'd done is she'd gone in there for tyres. Yeah. And to do the tyres, they'd also notice a side light was out. So they'd detached the um, the the block. You know, you get the... I'm completely blanking on the word, but you have a block that connects into the back of the headlights to power them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they'd removed all of that and not put it back in. <laughs> I was like, no wonder your headlights don't work. It, then, There's the, no electrical the connector. Because she was looking, she said, well, the bulbs look okay. Because she's looking through the yeah. front of the what car. What you're not seeing is the back. where the just like, well, yeah, they look great. They're not connected <laughs> to anything, though. <laughs> yeah. So it took me all of a minute to just put the blocks back in. Yeah. And her headlight worked. But it was one of those things of, she had then called them, you know, when being here, and said, my headlights don't work. And, of course, they've gone, well, that won't be anything to do with us. Because... It's not been explained to the person on the phone. And when you've got four or five people working somewhere, usually one's answering the phones and the four are doing jobs. Yeah. She's come in for tyres, had tyres done, and now she's saying her headlights don't work. And they're like, well, that's nothing to do with us. because We've done the wheels. Yeah. But they didn't, you know, it's not been mentioned. Well, while you were doing that, you also noticed the side light was out. And instead of just removing the side light and putting it back in, you removed both headlights <laughs> I, I, the unit you took the fascia off <laughs> and then have basically you know spoken to this person quite um what's the word when you're like, condescendingly like a, yeah like a bit of a fool yeah and i was a bit I was a bit taken aback by that because when i had been there I, i've never had a problem and then i realized that the only time they ever questioned anything with me i was that rotter of a renault that i was driving for a little <laughs> while and they said it's failed it's mot and they Told me it needed a load of work, so I went with, I went back to the garage on to pick it up, and I went, let me see the sheet. What's and and I questioned each one, and then I explained why I didn't understand because one of them was the suspension spring was dislocated. Yes, I was like, I don't understand. It sits in a cup, and the you could see there was an immediate change. Yeah, in the way that I was then being spoke to because I I. Because you've showed some mechanical knowledge. Top and bottom, how is it twisted outside of it? And if it has, how is it still attached to the car? Because it should have just fallen out. Mm -hmm. If it's every, you know, I'll go over a a compression in the road, it shouldn't be there. Yeah. So he went to a great effort to then explain to me that it had stepped within the cup and it had just rotated slightly out. I'm like, okay, that sounds like 10 minutes labor. And he agreed with me. I was like, this has one hour labor next to it. (laughs) He's like, oh, sorry, yeah, it's for the whole job. The whole job of what? 
<laughs> so we went backwards and forwards and and after that i didn't have a problem but you know i don't know and, and apart from that i've always had a really really good service but it, you know i could have gone that one time yeah not known and ended up paying hundreds, hundreds of, of pounds, quid, yeah. hundreds of pounds on a car that you know i'd said to you before i said it's going in for its mot sam if it needs more than 100 quid then it will stay in. Yeah. <laughs> i mean i would have taken it i wouldn't have left it with them but it would have been driven to from the, scrap. the MOT garage straight to the scrap yard um but and... i think also it's a don't be afraid to try your smaller and in, in air quotes back street garages definitely not i think the the idea of I don't want to defend all back street garages. No, because there are some very unscrupulous yes. characters. <laughs> the the problem is, if you're looking at renting space, especially in places like London, Birmingham, Manchester, you know, big cities, it is the sort of undesirable spot that you'll get at the best price. Of course. And if you are just, you know, you don't need a front to your business. You just give someone a postcode and mm -hmm. they'll follow a nav to you. It is going to be the door that opens into a back street. Oh, and it, this this place is the most unscrupulous of places. <laughs> yeah. It's literally down a back street, tucked away. There's not there's about four car parking spaces out the front. Yeah, like um, metal grids over all the windows and the door. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because they've got tools they, in yeah, there. Yeah, they don't want people to break money. in. Yeah, yeah, but it it gives you that sort of ooh. But I think that's from the way you grow up with television and film. Of saying, course. oh, this is where you, oh, someone got stabbed and you yeah, know, yeah, drug yeah. deals are going on yeah. and all this sort of stuff. So. Um, the only thing, the only other thing, and if we were selling this here, this would be a great, well, we're not selling it. So hopefully that shows that we're fairly genuine on our podcast. But if we were, if we had written like a book, like a yeah. guide uh -huh. to, to how to know things about your car. This well, what about the, that book there in front of you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this this uh, imaginary book. Of yeah, the, the one that says not by the miles driven. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> but this is why if you do have a, an interest in cars, I would say, or, um, you know, you're, you're out there and you, I always think of it the other way around. I think if I didn't have the biggest of budgets in the world, I'd want to know things about everything. So yeah. that way, I can make everything last as long as possible. Yeah. And that way it gives you an opportunity to save and whatever else. And uh, I think and a lot of people can get caught out with, they've suddenly been hit by a bill. You see the, what's the, the adverts, like the payday loan adverts? Out yeah. of nowhere, you've been hit by a bill for this, that and the other. It's like <laughs> This shows how long it's been since Mars has had live TV because I'm yes. pretty sure they're all banned now. Right, okay, brilliant. <laughs> yeah, shows how little I watch TV. <laughs> I well, might be wrong. There might be a couple left, but things like Wonga, which is what I think you were oh, referring yes, to, yeah, yeah, they're awesome. definitely not a thing are anymore. They not, are they not still sponsoring football stadiums? No. <laughs> Blimey, I'm out of touch. Not, yeah. It's not the 90s anymore, <laughs> no, mate. There we go. But th that sort of thing where people will be going along in normal life and then they're terrified of their MOT. They're terrified of mm. a boiler inspection in their house. Yeah. Because all these things they know could result in a big bill. Yeah, because you had adverts saying to you, Oh, yes, your life's ruined because you're boiling into service. Yes. <laughs> and so learning a little bit, and I think cars are one of those areas where it seems very scary and it seems like it will take a lot. Because if you just look at a car on the outside, it is designed to be aesthetically pleasing and really just appeal to the eye. Yeah. And all the mechanics and engineering is really well hidden away mm -hmm. because, you know, they have a body wrapped over it for a start. It's a bit like your TV. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't want to see the inner workings no, of your telly, do you? in a case. So, what you want is the big, shiny, pretty screen at the front. This is uh, a bit like when I... You can't actually do it now, 
guttingly because I'd love to play this, but well, I had an old iPhone and I changed the battery in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, now you can't do it because you have to program the battery. What did you do it. with the battery? I left it in Sam's van. It was a lithium-ion battery that had a <laughs> tiny, tiny nick of damage to it. And I left it in Sam's van. For but, about six months. <laughs> but I, I, to be fair, I put it with a load of other batteries so that if it had gone off, it really would have gone off. <laughs> but I, I left it in the cup holder, I think. But the, the lithium battery was the one that slipped out the cup holder. And went under your, the seat. Yeah. yeah. And it was months later, I think it, you were selling I was the cleaning van. the van out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I found this in the bottom of the van. And you like, sent back a... Oh, blimey. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're I, lucky you're not dead. Yeah. I can't believe that, that your car is not an insurance writer. <laughs> yeah. But little things like that, and and as I say, if cars interest you, there's always the 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 other side of the problem, which is to do anything with a car, you probably need a tool. Yeah, and tools and space. Um, I've actually bought, and Sam hasn't noticed it yet, because I've been borrowing his tools for a very long period of time. There's some tools down here. Yeah, it almost says your name on it. It does almost say my name (laughs) on it. But I'm going to let him have a look at it after the podcast because it's not from like a like it's not from the brand he would know, but then he uses his tools on a very regular basis. So I had a little look yeah. online and I was like, if I don't want to buy the most expensive stuff, what should I buy? And I noticed this stuff being advertised in a few major stores. Okay. And if and if I went on I went onto their website and you get like a two year guarantee, and every single review was if you're a DIYer that's gonna use this stuff, you know, every time you need to do something in your own house or to your car. You'll be absolutely fine. If you are a professional who needs to rely on this <laughs> yeah. for your income, this is not the tool. But so. also, my, my tools were bought in with different jobs in mind to yours. Yeah. Your tools have been bought to mainly do Sam, car work. I have. the the. I'm not going to do it on this podcast. We'll do it on the next one. Because the next one's sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it if we had a link for them. Yeah. Could, uh, but, um, but I've actually bought, I bought the extended kit with the woodwork stuff in it. Oh, I mean, that's got, that. Has got... So what? This is going to be the one time of our whole friendship where I'm stealing something of yours. <laughs> yeah. It has got uh, a lot of like car bits in it. But okay. It's like half and half set. The The funny thing is that you can tell that it's not... What's your stuff? Makita. Yeah. You can tell it's not quite Makita quality. Only because the stuff inside, on my eye, it looks about the same. Yeah. But the case that it's in is like just about molded correctly right, enough for okay. it all to hold it together but interesting a lot of people would say having divulged what brand i've mainly got yeah. would say well that's rubbish i would get dewalt oh really or, i thought um, the keto was the I, I think it was at one point i think dewalt is just as good now and there's also there's the so brand that's basically makita but it's red and i can't remember the name of, of it off the top of my head but milwaukee yes a lot but of people get DeWalt those milwaukee american and then Makita's uh, Japanese. I think so, yeah. So is could I, this... I don't think there's a lot of difference between it. It's personal preference. I think when you start to collect a lot of tools, which yeah. I know you haven't got, you sort of get an affinity. If you've bought a Makita impact driver, you'll get a Makita drill yeah, you'll and a Makita to... jigsaw. Well, because... So they all look nice on the couch yeah, and also, on the wall. The, all the batteries work the same. Yeah. You, so you can just charge, you can just have two batteries. Because yeah. that's the one thing I've noticed is when I looked at this, and I very seriously looked at Makita because I know you use it. I thought, well, you just want to nick my batteries. <laughs> do you know what? I, do you know that has, that thought has only just entered that's my the mind. Expensive I can't believe I didn't think I could just nick round. I could nick round to his garage, which is currently in the Arctic. <laughs> take one of his batteries and then have him call me. And say, I can't find one of my batteries. Really? 
Oh. Interestingly. <laughs> Interestingly, I have acquired a battery. <laughs> because they're the expensive part, the yeah, batteries. Because I've stuff. noticed you can buy the body of stuff. Quite, oh, yeah. Uh, quite but under 100 quid for most of yes. the things. And uh, so I was originally looking at price things. I was thinking, oh, oh, I could buy this, this and this. <laughs> and then I realised that's the bodies. Yeah, without a battery. You've got no way to power it. <laughs> and then I didn't want to buy a used battery. I'd want to buy a new one because you don't know whether the person you bought it off is a tradesman or someone who yeah and the battery's it on its last legs <laughs> you know what i mean um so in the, yeah in the end i went with this one but uh that's for a separate podcast but my point was going to be i know that it can look a bit challenging especially if you have to pay out for a few tools and what most people do is they buy the cheapest possible set of tools that actually don't do the job you need to do like you remove a wheel you think well i better get a wheel you know um mm-hmm. so you go to you know unidentified car brand warehouse place and you buy the cheapest metal metal solid metal and then you get back to your car and you think i can't i can't do it with this yeah you know it's too short and it's the wrong angle and what you actually just need to do is spend another tenner and get the a full breaker bar and or or, and a torque wrench and think little things like that but all i would say is if even if you're not willing having a um and we do have links to these so there is a little bit of a, a sell coming in. Yes, although affiliate links. <laughs> yeah, although it's not something we link on the podcast, but we link it on our YouTube videos. We have the Haynes manuals linked up okay. for all the cars that we've done buyer's guides for. So ironically, I was about to make a joke about you saying, well, we might as well just buy a Haynes manual. Yeah, there you go, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've got, for my car, I downloaded the actual um, the, the workshop manual that Land Rover used. So you could do either of those two. But if you do that, I think they're about 25 quid. And you call up a garage and they say, oh, we've got to change your insert. Bit. Left phalange. Yeah. And you can just go onto the manual and sort of say, I don't know, suspension leg. Yeah. yeah. And see, oh, okay. So what have they actually got to do? They've got to undo three bolts and they've got to undo a bottom bolt. They've got to take the wheel off and they've got to put a new one in. They've quite to be 17 hours for this. <laughs> you, know, you can do it in your own head that this is, you're being ripped off. If they've, you know, if you get the manual and it says it's this part number and you had a little look at the part and you say if i bought it it's sort of this money yeah and then you sort of say well it's about three hours for a competent mechanic to do it and it's kind of the money that you would expect Mm -hmm. most garages charge somewhere between 50 and 100 pounds per hour if you're listening in australia or the us i think around the 80 dollar mark i don't know how the tax because here we do i well the figure i gave is plus vat yeah i don't know if when Americans and Australians uh, do it, whether they gar- whether the garages quote them a figure and then it's plus a uh, a tax amount, I'm not sure. Okay, but if you know you did that times it up by the number of hours you think it is, it just you know it can just help you out. Yeah. So by all means, and in Sam's case, um, it worked out well. Fir- yeah, and the <laughs> first port of call is usually if you think, oh, I'm not sure about that, don't be afraid to just go. Oh, okay, great. Well, um, I need to have a think about it. Drive it off, take it somewhere else. And ask Prefer- your friends and family, because say, they'll probably know someone. Preferably a friend and family that someone can say, oh, I took mine here and it was okay. And I've given you the example of, you know, I had a friend, didn't work out great for them, but it's always been fine for me. So we're not guaranteeing that will work. No. But it's a good starter place. It's better than to. just a random person you've never, you might luck out, but. Or an internet review, because you have got no idea who wrote that. Probably no. people at work there. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's amazing there. Do you want a bit of overtime this week? <laughs> so. That's all I'd say. And then see what they say. And if they say something completely different, then you know, okay. Yeah, there's I need a disparity to, there. Yeah. If it's, 
marginally the same and you know you know just different different opinions and that takes to the end of the podcast what i'll end the podcast on is just two bits of car news for you okay what would you like would you like some electric car news not really (laughs) no 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 one does (laughs) (laughs) Um, which is shocking. You know, when you go and you look at car news today, and I think... Did you know that um, I think it was Auto Trader have come out and said that interest or searches yeah, for electric cars are down two-thirds? Yeah. This and is... Tesla, just quickly, Tesla, on their current, they've done eight price drops in a row. Um, Tesla also... Uh... And I mean, they're still about 40 grand to start with. <laughs> it's not it's not to single out Tesla, but they did have an issue where they their, their stock dropped. It would have been a week ago now as you listen to this. And that was because deliveries for whatever quarter um, they were get reporting for, I would imagine it's Q4 of last yeah. year, uh, were down. And it's mm. uh, it was down like 10% or something off of the off of what was expected. So this isn't just they pulled a figure out and it wasn't quite that figure. This was, you know, as the days were going on, they were like, okay, we'll keep this up. And I think predominantly that's down to, well, the two bits of news that I'll give you, Sam, which is that uh, the 2025 Jaguar EV oh, yeah. um, is to be a £100,000 four-door GT with 430 mile range. That's good. I'll just sell my house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, and do you know what? I'll have to because I won't be able to drive anywhere else. <laughs> to not single out Jaguar, uh, there's a few other car companies doing this if you are quoting a six-figure sum for your gt car mm. i don't care what brand you are unless you only rely on a very small demographic number yeah. number of people in the demographic to actually buy your cars you're not selling them. no like, like carnegie's eggs if gt you're, car that they made if, if you sort of go I think our customers also own a Koenigsegg to take out two or three times a year. Yeah. You're absolutely fine selling a £100,000 yeah. GT car. When you are Jaguar. And you sell a lot of the base spec F-Paces, because that's what people like. They want yep. an F-Pace, but they're happy with the base spec. Mm-hmm. And you're desperately trying to chuck out a few of your saloon cars. It, yeah, and relying on the old retired man to come in and buy an F-Type. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and you're slowly trying to change your overall view of the brand. Mm-hmm. Starting with a very expensive, like it's a terrifying way that the car market's headed. Yeah, because <laughs> no one would be able to afford a car I, soon. Look, I don't want to be. Um, it's nothing to do with age, by the way. When I say this, but if you're a car Everything brand, thing to do with age. If you're a car brand that is known for a slightly mature audience, yeah, what you need, like yourself, <laughs> <laughs> what you need. What do you drive? A Range Rover Sport. No, no, Evoke. No, Velar. No. Old man Range Rover. Just a big Range Rover. (laughs) (laughs) What spec? Vogue SE. Right. (laughs) Okay. But you're not mature. Uh, I'm not mature. (laughs) I'm just just very tall and I fit in here. (laughs) Um, But my point would be, if you're trying to really attract an audience of, say, Sam's sister's age, sort of early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. 23. Okay, 23. Yesterday. Oh, yeah. I've got a (laughs) notification on my phone from, what's that social media company called? Facebook. Oh, it might be that one. It might be a different one. Okay. Well, well one, of them. one of the ones where I am friends with your sister. <laughs> right, yeah. I haven't logged into for so Instagram long. Instagram or uh, Facebook. Then. Yeah. But I didn't I didn't actually know I was friends with her, but then I thought, <laughs> well, it makes sense that I would be. Um, yeah, so happy birthday to Loppy. Well, there you go. On the podcast. Yeah. Famous. But what I was going to say was that if you wanted her to buy your car, what you need is like a £25,000 entry-level car. 
Yeah. If you're considering who, she drives around in an Audi A3, yeah, which, <laughs> A1, sorry, A1, yeah, which is basically what the new price of that car was. Yeah. If you say we've made a new hundred grand GT car, that's kind of the same customers you've always had. They are a mature audience that do have a hundred thousand pounds to spend because you MPs. Know, <laughs> they've got to that point in life where things have worked out. They've they've worked hard. But there are two. <laughs> yeah. And you know maybe maybe they say I'm treating myself. But very, very few yeah, younger definitely. people, you know, your, your people who've just got out of university and got themselves a job, going, <laughs> first purchase. Well, uh, I can pay me rent yeah. and me food bill and my £800 a month yes. car bill. I would say that that's not... I would have liked to see... What I really, really hope Jaguar do now is release a good-looking hatchback with a one-litre... You know, if it's got to be electric, because I understand that's the way they're going, a uh, little hybrid engine one liter hybrid and it looks so good yeah that they start that's the way get, they want to go yeah. yeah they start to get some of the audi bmw audience mm-hmm. uh the other bit of news though sam because we do young person news here yeah and because we, we're so young and hip in it there is going to be a new range rover sport sv oh good yeah it's coming out on how the, much is that going to cost uh pennies Everyone should buy one. Pen- <laughs> pennies over 120 grand. <laughs> I, I, what, we, do you want to guess, Sam? It's going to come out on the 31st of May, just so everyone knows. It's going to keep a V8. I'm so. going to say 105,000. Oh That's if we even have... Do you know what? I've just gone into this. It's going to... This is... Uh, this is ridiculous. Is this another podcast story now? Oh, that's since This is car is going to be sold by invitation only. Do you know what? <laughs> we don't swear on this podcast. That's ridiculous. I, I, I own a car in the brand of this. Selling cars Well, you do, only. but old farmer spec. <laughs> yes, exactly. In my car, if it was sat next to a shed somewhere in the... In the... Miles Clarkson. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that, I hate that. I hate that. For a brand that should not be... I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to be more and more elite. We sell our top of the range cars. We'll introduce game changing tech. Game changing tech. I mean, so it's going to be filled with tech. Great, that's amazing. It's going to have a well, V8. It's not though. You know, I'm happy that it's a V8. It's going to have some electric assistance somewhere. So I guess it's going to have like a boost. Yeah. Maybe like a hybrid boost. Maybe it'll have a little, a few miles on a charge. But invitation only. When Koenigsegg say invitation only. Fair enough. When Pagani say invitation only, it's because we've only got 12 cars. Yeah. And we'd like <laughs> we to can't just have everyone turn and up. Yeah, and, and Valtteri Bottas and Lewis Hamilton have got their name on two of them. So, <laughs> yeah. And we've, got, and we've got to have the Mercedes CEO because we take his engines and put him in the car. Like that, fair enough. It's like you literally don't have more manpower than 12 cars. <laughs> but, but a Range Rover Sport. They're, like They're going to make <laughs> thousands of the diesel ones and then just have one that has a V8 and it's going to be... No, I, I really... Half of them would be driven by footballers. Who have to be invited to the dealership. Yeah, which they will be. Oh, well, I'm sure they will. <laughs> but yeah, 38 kilowatt battery. Um, Quick, Miles, you need to turn yourself into a Instagram oh, influencer. Sorry. And sorry, you can sorry. get one. That's not for the V8. Uh, it's uh, That's separately. It's for the, the three litre. They're going to have a, a hybrid three litre. I just... I ju- I'm just sorry. I just want to double check that Land Rover are genuinely saying this. And this isn't just a headline figure and that it's maybe for the very first one oh, pricing oh it looks like sam's wrong no no he's not <laughs> was it genuinely around 105 uh the top model i think it's going to be more than because this is the sv we're talking about isn't it 
Yeah. Uh, it is going to be more money than that, Sam. Good. Because they, do you know how they've changed their, their um, they've changed their badging. I think about one hundred and twenty. Jesus. So you've got to be invited to spend £120,000 on a Land Rover. I well, mean, as we all are at some point during the week. Oh, I don't like that. I don't I don't like it just because I... The best way to increase interest in your brand is to be as open to all new customers as possible. Yeah. This exclusive... This is exactly what uh, Watch Market did, and it turned on them hard, because eventually we will go, oh, I can't buy it. Oh, well, I'm not interested then. Like, I'm, gen- <laughs> I'm not interested. If someone says to me... Oh, look at all these! Look at this cool thing! Wow! Oh, you can't buy it. Yeah. What? <laughs> but you well, put a picture I, of it on your. Board. I know I can't buy. It. I haven't got the money. No, no. Even if you had the money, <laughs> you can't buy it. Oh, oh, hold on. So there's now an exclusive club. Yeah. That can buy these things. What? 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 That? That? that what are you doing? Like, Elite, anyway, elitist mentality. The last point, and this is a bit of sad news. Uh, the land. Uh, sorry, the Ford Ranger uh-huh. Raptor, which yep. is the car that Sam is waiting for. Yep coming to europe as we know it's coming to the uk there's an odd thing happening right and it's one of those odd things that you hear about and you go huh we can all see the gap that they've left here and we all know what's going to happen but it's one of those ridiculousnesses if you buy yourself a ranger raptor in uh, australia yeah you have 400 odd horsepower you buy one in america you have 400 odd horsepower you buy one in the uk you have about 140 horsepower less. Why? Why is a good question, Sam. Is it a different engine? No. No, it's not. Is it different in any way whatsoever? No. No. To meet the emission standards <laughs> of the European Union... Oh, that's getting chipped. <laughs> they've had to pull it right back to something like 269. But you know what's going to happen is they used... To, do you remember when they sold the Focus RS? And they used to you used to be able to get a Mountune package from Ford dealers yeah. that would top it up to three fifty because mm-hmm. it could run three fifty. And they Ford themselves sold a special edition that had three fifty. Well, I think the answer is going to be a bit obvious here. <laughs> yeah. You're going people are going to go into the dealer. Can oh, I have the actual horsepower, please? Yeah, <laughs> I would really like that. Do you still got that, that friendly relationship with Mountune? Do you know what? Or madam, actually. And I hope there's Through not, to the lounge I, we I go. I hope that there is many terms it is said madam. Because I'd love to see some women rioting around <laughs> in one of these. Uh, yes, if you just want to follow me into this special room here. This is called the Mountune Room. Yeah. Now, you we, open it and uh, dry ice comes out. Yeah. <laughs> we sell stickers, hats, uh, any other rubbish that you don't want. Yeah, and, and if, you, very if end, you buy it, with that, yeah. you get a free... <laughs> there's a chest and you open it up and it's just got a chip. Yeah. <laughs> Like you, and I music can, plays in the background. I can just see. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see that that's exactly what's going to happen. But I mean, I, I don't. I'm not going to knock Ford for it because basically they are doing what they have to to get it. They're doing what the they country. have to to get it into the market, and it means we don't just get the diesel model because otherwise we would just have the diesel. So, yeah. Uh, they could give it one horsepower if they want. <laughs> yeah. It just was one of those ones where you read it, and I read the story as it was written, and I was like journalist it was in evo magazine actually i was reading it and mm-hmm. i was like the guy's written this to be very careful because ford have obviously said to him yeah <laughs> do not say to anyone that this car could possibly create a lot more power with no real effort don't say that to anyone this is met emissions we are happy it's met emissions everyone's happy about this move on yeah. move on with your life <laughs> so he's gone 
Yes. Good. I mean, it's bizarre, isn't it, that an exactly the same car in exactly the same way in every single way can create so much more power in Australia and America. <laughs> but, well, you just have to accept that and move on with your life. Yes. What is the UK known for? What are we really known for with cars here? Is it tinkering? Is it, is it men somewhere? In a shed. And, and positively, you know, we've got men and women now tinkering away in sheds. <laughs> what do they do to these cars? They make them more powerful. I wonder if that concept will ever find its vehicle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the end of, uh, of this podcast. Bit of a longer one because we've been away for a so long so i hope you've enjoyed it all and uh we'll catch you in the next one we'll be there <laughs>